Hey everybody, this is Ryan Hoover with Product Hunt Radio, and this is our third episode, third week in a row, so we got a got a roll going here. Uh, today I'm here with Abe and Greg. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm uh, Abram Dawson. I work at SV Angel. I'm an associate there. I've been there for about a year and a half. Um, prior to that, I was in school building a bunch of random apps and whatnot, um, and then I, I did a little internship with SV Angel as well. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of in charge of looking at a lot of new deals, scouring product hunt, that type of stuff, talking to founders, etc. Didn't you make a guitar at some point? I remember you told me that I story did build when the first Yeah, it was, um, that was kind of like how I got into like building, I guess, like apps because I was like always hand building things. So whether it's like ceramics or guitars or what have you, um, got to school and obviously didn't have a wood shop or a ceramic <laughs> studio, um. So I started building things on the internet. Nice. And uh, my name is Gregory Koberger. I am a designer and developer. Uh, I started at Mozilla a few years ago, um, so that's a big company you would have heard of. Uh, I did a little bit of freelancing after that, and now I am founder of a company called Readme.io. So uh, I guess that's kind of my launch, just because I've never actually talked about it publicly. So. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> when you, when are, can you say when you're actually launching? When? Uh, so I'm definitely launching uh, May 21st is going to be the launch date, but... Um, if you check it out and want it, I'm letting beta customers in now, and I've got a bunch in already. So someone, if if it's not posted on Product Hunt before this goes out next Tuesday, <laughs> somebody might post it before. Oh, that's fine. So we'll we'll see. It'll be a busy weekend where I'll have to clean it up and get it ready to go for Product yeah. Hunt. They'll post it like at 9 p.m. or something, and no one will see it. Is it uh, just you? Uh, right now, it's me and a friend. Um, and yeah, we actually built it uh, over the past few months. We went to Costa Rica for three months and built the MVP and came back and. Uh, are launching it here because um, it's, it's a developer tool. So it's for uh, it's if you, have an, if you have an API or something, it's kind of an on-demand developer hub where you already have the API, but you need to document it. You need to have API reference. You need to have a Q&A section. You need it all searchable. Um, you need a way to give people like developer keys and things like that. Um, so it's something that most sites already kind of do. Um, I'm pretty sure like any API site or any site that has an API has already done this themselves. Um, but they're all very similar, and it just kind of makes it so. You don't have to waste your time building a, the same thing over and over again. And it's um, beautifully presented. Uh, do you want to say the URL or do you want? Yeah, sure. So it's yeah. readme.io, um, R-E-A-D-M-E.io. Um, it's named after for non developers. It's named after kind of every project on GitHub or whatever has a readme file. Um, hence the name. Uh, but yeah, no, check it out. You can sign up for the uh, for a beta code or whatever now. And uh, if you send me an email, um, yeah, I'll let you in the in the beta. Sweet. So this can go out. Uh, what today is Friday, so it'll go out Tuesday. Maybe we can time time a product hunt launch. Maybe then sounds good. Cool. Um, so each week we uh, feature or talk about really just some products that we've found on Product Hunt that we love, and uh, basically the whole show is really about just geeking out about products, which was largely the inspiration of Product Hunt itself. So, uh, Abe, I know what you're going to talk about, and. <laughs> I kind of wanted to steal it from you and talk about it instead, but I'll let you do the honors. I appreciate it. It can be back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I have no clue what this is, but they're so giddy about this. Oh, wait. So, so you haven't seen no. what we're going to show yeah. you. I will like download it as you guys are talking. Yeah, yeah. Let's we'll okay. Go Sweet. for it. Um, so this app I found on Product Time maybe like, it was actually exactly two weeks ago today. It's called Tap Talk. Um, it's made by um, three guys over in Germany right now in Berlin. Um, and there are a few things... Well, A, it was like just one of those products that I kind of, I downloaded and immediately um, was attracted to, right? It's like very easy to get going. Um, it's like very well designed um, and it just makes a lot of sense in my opinion. 
Um, so what it does, for those who don't know, um, TapTalk is just like a very, very fast way to send a photo. Um, and yes, like Snapchat definitely does have this kind of like vortex around, and I think it just, you know, any any app that's doing something similar will probably get sucked in and say, hey, it's just like Snapchat. Um, and that's, you know, an issue that I think they'll face. Um, but I would definitely download and check it out. Um, pretty much what it does is it has a really interesting um, design in that half the screen is the photo, and the bottom half is a grid of images and they're your friends. Um, and in order, it to reminds photo, me, by the way, of the Brady Bunch a little bit. It's got sure. a Brady Bunch <laughs> yeah, vibe yeah, to it. Definitely. In order to send a photo, all you do is tap on your friend's name, and that will that will capture whatever you're looking at and send it. Um, and after playing around with it for like a week or weekend, um, it honestly made just like sending a Snapchat almost feel kind of slow, right? Like you go through, you like take mm-hmm. the picture. Um, you can apply filters, you can like choose the time, you like select your friends. With this, it's very much like there's no filtering. In fact, like as soon as you start taking a photo, there's no way to cancel it. Yeah, so which no... I realized and I'm like, uh, I've got to commit <laughs> yeah, to this. Right? How's my hair first? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so there's no, there's, there, there isn't that time where you can actually be like, oh, like how do I sound? How do I look? Right? It's just like it's gone and it's out there. Um, and it is ephemeral. So, you know, as you're scrolling through these photos, you'll never see them again. So, like, that's kind of the, I guess, um, it's part of the, the, I mean, it's all about speed, ultimately. Like, yeah. that's kind of its core value. And it's also, even the animations, like, emphasize that. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of describe over uh, audio, uh, over a podcast. But for those of you that uh, haven't downloaded it, what, what is the URL again? It's, it's uh, taptalk.me backslash download. Okay. I believe is the direct link to the App Store. And it's on the iOS right now only. Um, There's no space in it. I messed that up and downloaded the wrong app. So (laughs) make sure you do not put space in it. Cool. Um, But what I love is just the animations also emphasize speed. So right now I'm I'm tapping on the faces of numerous people I have in my Brady Bunch grid, and I just tapped in like three seconds. uh, I don't know nine people's faces. I just sent nine pictures just like that. And yeah. these little bubbles, like these balls, like pop and yeah. like, represent the photos being sent. So it has this like speed kind of. It's, yeah, it's just like really well done overall. And to that point, actually, it's interesting. So you said you tapped on nine faces and nine photos were sent. Um, yeah. that, that's an interesting distinction, right? Because it is one to one. You can never, you will never be able to send the exact same photo to more than one person. Um, and I think that is a, it is a differentiator um, from other apps like Snapchat, right? Like I can broadcast it to everyone. Which like almost kind of makes Snapchat feel a little bit less personal. Um, yep. I still know they thought of me unless I'm going to their story. Like someone had to think of me, which is cool. Um, but at the end of the day, like a hundred people could be seeing that photo, or one person could be seeing that photo. That's my um, least favorite thing about uh, Snapchat is just that when it first came out, I don't think people used it that way. But now yeah. people just use it like Instagram for less interesting pictures. And like sure. I don't think I've ever cared about Snapchat that like because I like mess Snapchat in a yeah. long time because it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, I don't know who's too and things like that. Yeah, and, and so another thing you'll notice um, is that it's all ba- based on username. So we're bringing it like back to AIM back in the day, right? Like you had to know someone's username in order to add them, um, which is interesting. And there's obviously a lot of friction there um, because if I want to go connect with, you know, my Facebook friends, there's no way for me to do it, mm-hmm. um, which actually I think is is exactly the way they should be doing this in this situation. If I had 900 people on this app that I could communicate with, that would change the way I use it completely, yeah. right? Like on this app, I want the 10 to 12, there are actually 11 spots on the first page, maybe 11 is a magic number, um, of my best friends on that. Mm-hmm. If I can get my 11 best friends on that, I think I use this every day. Um, when I first downloaded it, I went out of my way to make sure I had those 11 people. It's actually more like, I think for me, it's like seven. Um, but I like pestered them until I got them <laughs> to download it. 
Um, and now that they have it, like we're using it a lot. The problem is, is as like kind of an early adopter, like I don't think most people are willing to go out of their way and do that. Yeah. Um, but but once you once you do do that, I've had a lot of fun with it. I think it's it's a very well done product. Um, obviously, with all the friction to to add users, I will will be will have an interesting plan impact on their growth and just like how yeah. it spreads. But there's actually a mechanic that that uh, they have in this that I haven't seen elsewhere, and it's introductions. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but what's mm-hmm. really unique yes. in that the first time mm-hmm. that how does it work? I'm trying to remember the exact flow. When when you first join. And you're connected, like if, if you join for the first time and I get connected to you and you send a photo to me, it asks me what friends should Abram know. And then I can choose friends I'm connected with on the service and introduce you to, basically. So it creates almost like a, a different social network. Like most, most social apps are using Facebook, Twitter, or your contacts. And TapTalk, in a way, is kind of creating this, this new network of friends of friends. Yeah. And once you connect with those people, they're now on your grid and you can yeah. communicate. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, for sure. No, and, I th- and I think, like, I guess back to, um, or like what Brown was just saying, um, it, it's almost worth my energy to go through the time to get my friends to download it, right? Like, all these other apps, it's like, oh, that's cool, like, you should download it, and then they yeah. never do, right? And, like, I just, it just kind of falls off, and they never download it, and that's fine. But with this, it's like, shit, this is like, oh, whoops. This is like, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> uh, this is so fast, and this is like such a, at least I think, like, a great way to communicate that, like, yeah. I will literally, like, I hounded both of my brothers, being like, no, like, you guys need to download this, like, get this, you know? And it, it took maybe, like, eight to ten text messages. <laughs> they're not early adopters. Yeah. Um, but now that they're on there, like, we've been texting less, which is, I think, really cool. That's awesome. So you can download it, Greg? I, yeah, I we're down in the basement, though. <laughs> I can't actually, like, sign in because it's there's no internet down here. Yeah. We're down in the basement, and the lights are off, and it's kind of just... Yeah, I was trying to get that radio vibe. Going for those of you <laughs> listening to us and can't see us, and uh, the lights are dim. Yeah, that was good. Three guys sitting in the in the basement. You know, yeah. usual. Just chill after <laughs> talking about products. <laughs> so, Greg, uh, what do you uh, what do you love? Yeah, so mine is actually one, and this is weird, but bear with me. It's one I've never actually used, and it'll be obvious why. Um, I went to the last <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, we went to the I went to the product hunt uh, meetup that was last week, and one of the speakers was a guy named Jonathan Howard. Howard, and uh, he has something called uh, emissary. Um, so it's emissarymed.com, um, and what it is is basically you and this like completely resonated with me. Um, so like this is really awesome. Uh, you sign up for it, and it does different surgeries, and basically it outsources it to uh, third world countries, the point being that the medical care is just as good if you find the right doctors, mm-hmm. um, and it's a inclusive service, meaning that you sign up for it, you pay for it, and like they pick up at the airport, you have a guy that is with you the entire time. Um, there's an iPhone app that like, tells you everything you need to know. Um, it's for, right now they only have three or four surgeries they're doing, uh, like LASIK, uh, knee replacement, things that are basically... It doesn't take too much skill. Clearly, you know, none of us can do it, but it's one of those things where it's, you know, they pretty much figured it out at this point. Um, and the prices are, you know, a third or less or half of what it would be if you got in the U.S. And uh, they take care of everything for you. So it's a complete, um, you know, door-to-door service where they take you down, put you up, get you a guide, uh, introduce you to this doctor. You know it's a good doctor because they vet them. Um, I'm pretty sure that John said that what they do is they have um, a bunch of U.S. doctors that actually vet these doctors, and they go through a really uh, rigorous process to make sure that mm. it's not just a random person. Um, and there's two ways this product could have gone. The first would have been like kind of a Yelp type thing for third world doctors, which mm. whatever. Um, 
but this is kind of more of a entirely inclusive it's like a experience. Kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I never would have gone. Like I'm looking at LASIK, and I never would have gone to a third world country to do this. Um, have you looked at the prices by chance uh, for LASIK in the US? Uh, so LASIK you can actually get relatively cheap. It's about f between two to five thousand dollars here, and it's about mm -hmm. half that on uh, emissary. It seemed like, yeah. and that includes, I believe, don't quote me on any of this, but I believe it includes like all the travel costs and yeah. stuff like that. Well, that is kind of a perk in, in a way. If it's not something, of course, urgent, you get exactly. also a vacation, like an excuse sure. to go to Costa Rica. Let's say. Yeah. Oh, and it's totally and it's totally not for urgent stuff, um, which is very obvious. Like <laughs> you don't want to be like bleeding on a plane because <laughs> you want to save like five hundred thousand dollars or something. Um, well. $500,000. That's true. <laughs> There's a lot I'd do to save $500,000. Um, but no, the point is, like, I think knee replacement is kind of the better example than LASIK. Yeah. LASIK's actually not that expensive in the grand scheme of things. 5000 it's not cheap, but it's not that much, and it's your eyes. And, like, mm -hmm. I can kind of see why LASIK might not be the best example for this. Um, but, like, knee replacements, my mom just got her knee replaced last week, and it's expensive. Yeah. And um, it's not an urgent surgery for the most part. It's something that you're getting, you know, you're, you've been walking for 30, 40, 50 years, and you just kind of need a new replacement. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't used it yet. Obviously, this isn't a download and try it out for five minutes type <laughs> thing. It's kind of a commitment. Um, yeah. But I'm really fascinated by this, and I think it's just a really cool take on the whole, like, Uber 4, Airbnb 4 type mm -hmm. uh, model, um, which is, you know, taking technology and making real-world things more efficient or cheaper or faster or better. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a huge problem for people. I mean, it's obvious to say, but so many, so much of technology, or at least in Silicon Valley, is focused on tap talks, which I argue and I have written about uh, mm -hmm. is valuable and, and useful and important. But so is like this stuff, which mm -hmm. a lot of people just don't pay attention to. Um, Greg has yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make, uh, I want to make Abe so superficial and uh, my favorite thing is saving lives. His lesson communicated that few seconds quicker. Um, no, but I think like, um, I was taking a look at Emissary as well, and I think um, one thing that Jonathan has done really well is just, like, very focused on, like, the whole experience. Like, to the mm -hmm. point where, you know, like, you get to the country, like, you have, like, a local SIM card, like, your, your contacts oh, that was are, like, pre-loaded, like, pre like, in the phone, like, yep. it's just so, like, thoughtful. Yeah, um, so they, uh, they hand you a phone as soon as you land, so, and that it has everything built in, all yeah. your contacts, like, that, I think that was actually the thing that was, like, went from being, like, I can see this to, like, yeah. actually, this is really awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, the same idea, like, if you go, you know, you fly into Paris or something, and like, getting from the airport is, like, such a headache, like, trying to, like, f like flag a cab and, like, tell them where you're going and all this stuff, right? Because, like, you're in a foreign, like, language and um, the money and everything. And then Uber came along and, like, right, it's the same experience wherever you are. Mm -hmm. um, it just makes it so, like, easy and comfortable and you're used to it, you're accustomed to it. Um, I think when you, like, apply that same approach here, it's, it could have really interesting effects. And this takes another step because, like, being afraid landing in Paris is, like, inconvenient. Being yeah. afraid getting a, you know, a massive major surgery in a third world country where most people don't speak your language that's kind of scary, and yeah. I think it's, they really, I, again, I haven't tried it, but um, it seems like they've done a really awesome job of, like, thinking it through from uh, the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, Woody, who uh, is on the team, he, he had a chipped tooth, he was telling, this is a yeah. happy hour that has mentioned this, and they, so they uh, dog-fitted their product, of course, and they went down to Costa Rica for a while, and he had surgery, or, or had his, his teeth fixed, rather. Um, so, I like their approach, they're super early, I think they only launched month or two, three ago. So, um, I'm excited for him. Can I have something? Yeah. So, uh, it was funny. You said like the Uber for X or Airbnb for X. I actually yeah. was reading something online that said this is the Uber for Airbnb. <laughs> this was earlier today. What? So funny. Yeah. Well, today there was a Uber for dogs. No, just no, kidding. No, that was Airbnb for dogs. I'm sorry. Uh, I had to say like, just, just click, just, or no, it had to that said like, 
No, seriously, we're not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you it's can make. A, I would love to start two companies, just Airbnb4.com and like uh, um, Uber4.com, and just yeah. take care of like all like the the basic stuff that no one cares, and just let people like do the UI and like do the customer service and come up with the actual like thing you're doing Uber for, and like just collect ten percent because yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. most of them are going to fail unfortunately, but like you just collect ten percent of each of these, and you can like. In a weekend, you can spin up like Airbnb for flowers, and then you do like the stuff that's actually the hard and important stuff, which is the biz dev, the customer mm-hmm. development, the design, yeah. the marketing. Um, because at the end of the day, no one really wants. No one goes into like the Airbnb for or the uh, Uber for business because they want to write a admin panel for yeah. you know these people. Um, right. It's not an idea I'm actually going to do, so anyone can steal it. But uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know Rickshaw well enough. I think that was a, a YC company in the last batch. Yeah. But they're in that space. They're basically a platform yeah. for some on-demand services. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome. And so you maybe want, that's um, Track, T-R-A-K, by Addy. Have you guys seen those at all? No. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, they, they were making Addy. Um, they're now making Track. And it's kind of like that dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking care of like all the communication, all the logistics stuff. Um, pretty cool. So I'll have to check those out. Cool. So one product I'd like to talk about that I surprisingly haven't yet talked about that uh, I've been using for a long time is Mindy. And by long time, I mean four months or five months. <laughs> so Mindy, which um, can you? Yeah, SVN is one of the best. Okay, All right. I thought so, but I wasn't 100% sure if you could talk about that. Um, Mindy is 10-second music videos. So it's basically Vine with music. Uh, and I've been playing with it for a while now, and I met the guys. Uh, they're Paris-based company. Uh, they first were working on sort of a like, content blogging creation platform on mobile, didn't really work out too well, and then they pivoted to Mindy, and uh, immediately I, I got it. Like it was, it was one of those experiences, like similar to Tap Talk, uh, where you use it and you immediately understand this is really unique and compelling. And when you layer on music onto everyday video, it like changes the context. That's what, what I find fa- fascinating about it. Like I could take a video right now of like this chair that I'm looking at in this room, but with the right music, it could like add some character and some personality to it, and actually make it compelling. And so I've been playing with it a while, and their most recent update, uh, well, they've added a number of things, but their previous update added um, fast motion and slow motion. Yeah. Have you been playing with that? Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Before, it was just like Vine. You could you know hold on the screen, and when your finger is pressed down, it's recording, and there's some music playing in the background, music that you choose. And so that was very, very simple. Then they added slow motion and fast motion, where every single time you hold down, you can either make it go in slow-mo or fast-mo. And unfortunately, only uh, the 5S on the iPhone supports slow-mo, so I can't do slow-mo, and I feel like super, super FOMO over here. Um, <laughs> slow-mo. Yeah, but I love it. I got the fast-mo, at least, and the fast-mo is fun. And yeah. it, it's sort of like filters are for Instagram, mm-hmm. in my mind. It, it changes this uh, ordinary video, makes it compelling and interesting. Yeah, I think one thing I found after playing with it um, is, like, I think video is, is historically pretty challenging. Um, yep. it's, and I, I think there are a number of reasons, um, for that, but one of them being like video is not only the visual thing, but it's also the, the auditory, it's the, um, it's the soundtrack that accompanies it. Um, and there's a lot that, you know, people are, it's just like, it's a more like real glimpse into their life than like a photo, right? Like you can like take the perfect, like make the perfect pose and like all that stuff. But with video that's a little bit harder. And what they do is they just like take that away completely and make it like a new creative element, mm-hmm. um, which is like really interesting. And I've actually found myself, um, posting more and more minis just because of that um it's also like when i first saw mini it was just like you have such a broad spectrum of types of content on there right you Mm -hmm. have people who are 
getting dressed up and like lip syncing and like making these like short like legit music videos yeah. and then you have you know like kind of younger teenage girls who are just like going back and forth with their friends yeah um and everything in between like that's that's really cool yeah then you have Josiah bonnie i think is how you pronounce his last name who's just this yeah. magician unreal it's i I'll, I'll link some uh some of his his mini creations uh in this post here but he he just makes the most amazing pieces of art and it also varies like he'll do stop motion stuff he'll do some more artistic like slow-mo kind of like um, yeah i don't know what the right word is but and he did uh i was reaching out to him we've been contexting and, and emailing and using other communication methods and uh he uh created a product hunt mindy which did you guys see that i didn't know oh you haven't seen that no. oh man I gotta check it out okay uh, I, th- I thought he was part of the mindy team at first yeah, he was like he was such an early adopter, and like his all of his videos were so legit. But no, just yeah. a, just an avid user. Okay, so I'm gonna send you the, the video. It's amazing. He did the stop motion video with uh, and spent I don't know how many hours on it, but um, it's it's so rad. But, yeah, so I'm excited to see what they do and, and how they change the product. I mean, I know the team is very focused on like keeping it simple, and they've achieved that so far. But how do you how do you still make it compelling long term for people? You know, mm-hmm. while keeping it simple. Funny, so you mentioned context. Yeah. What do you think of uh, FaceFeed? Did someone ever talk about that last No, time? we haven't talked about FaceFeed yet. Uh, Maybe we should save it for another one. No, no, let's talk about it. Uh, I love Ben. I love context. FaceFeed, I started using it at first, and I think it's compelling and interesting. I don't think maybe I'm the right person for it, and I don't know how well it's doing um, mm-hmm. yet. I think it's been, what, a, two months since it Something launched? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I think it's neat. Uh, do you want to explain or describe what FaceFeed is? Yeah, sure. Is? FaceFeed, so it is a feed of selfies, of faces. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. And uh, you scroll vertically, um, and you can't scroll back. So pretty much you have one option um, to see the, the selfie. And if you want to interact with that person, you can hit a, hit a button. It will pop up the keyboard. You can write a message. And when you hit send, it actually takes a photo. Uh, you should say, when you release the send button, it takes a photo. So mm-hmm. you can, like make yourself look good and take the right angle and all that stuff. Um, but one, one thing to note too is you don't see the photo that you send. Once you release, you don't see it. And that's very intentional. I talked to Ben right before he launched FaceFeed and he, he were, he's describing that, that, that design choice. And it's, you know, when you see your own face, no matter how good you look, you're going to start judging yourself. Sure. And you always judge yourself way more than anyone else ever does. Mm. That's interesting. I like that. It's, um, it's super lightweight, which I really like. Um, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when, when you're on Tinder, which I'm sure everyone is, um, you know, you, you like click in and you're like scrolling through all these photos, like the girls and like how they look when, you know, these are the photos that they want other people to see. Right. With FaceFeed though, it's kind of just like real. It's just like, I see one photo and like that's, I need to make a decision right now, right? To see the next one, I need to decide now. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tinder kind of implemented that functionality, which is awesome. I really like that. Um, but FaceFeed is just like, it's, it's so light. Um, and it's, it's interesting. You actually have at least I found like you have both both sexes reaching out to each other, um, and so I actually don't even know Ben is really seeing it as a dating app or what. Um, I think it's still I mean it's very early, so I think he's just kind of like seeing how the community uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least on a lot of other dating apps, you know, it's usually like the guys who are making the first move, um, and it's interesting that like the girls are just like comfortable and like they're totally fine like reaching out. Um, yeah, it is, I mean, that is a great way to do a dating site. The reason being that. I think historically dating sites have a problem for uh, like heterosexual d- dating sites. It's getting women on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like women are very happy with selfies and stuff like that. So like taking something where it's very women centric or heavy and kind of 
make bring the men into it as opposed to the other way around. It's yeah. kind of an interesting approach, which, like you said, it's not even a dating site yet yeah. or whatever. There's actually an important thing that I don't think he communicates very well. Um, I don't know if it's intentional, but when you take a photo and send it to someone, mm-hmm. maybe it's like some girl, she looks cute, like I want to take a photo and send a message to her. That is now basically your profile picture for the world. And so that encourages people, of course, not to send to not inappropriate yeah. pictures Why? and things like that. Did you I know that? So I thought I thought it was just um, you had like two photos, right? Like I had like I had one profile photo, which is what everyone saw, and then the photos I would communicate back and forth with people, those were private. So the ones once you connect with someone, then those are private, unless he changes in the past month or so. Those are private when you're already communicating with someone back and forth, but when you send a, the initial photo to someone for the first time, Got it. then it's not. So, huh? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. I think I wonder if that's intentional because what it does do is encourage people to be a little bit more silly, maybe real and honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also interesting the way the the feed is ran, or it, it's ordered right now um, is based on time, but it's not based on time of the last photo you've taken is based on, I think, based on the last time you opened the app. Um, so if I'm opening the app every minute, you know, people who are also opening the app will see my photo at the top, um, which is interesting. I don't know if there are other, I can't think of any that have ever really done that, but it's, again, it's kind of an interesting dynamic that he uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, you mentioned earlier how FaceFeed is kind of real and raw and there's no filters and you can't really edit it. You can't even like take a fic- picture back once you let go. Mm-hmm. Um, Reminds me a little bit of Shots. Do you guys know Shots? No. Shots of me? Yeah, I haven't played with it that much. Okay. It's, um, so John and Sam, the founders, they're, they're actually going to be on the podcast in a week or two, uh, I think. And so Shots is, is kind of described as oftentimes like a selfie app. I know that they probably wouldn't use that term. Uh, but it's, it's similar in that when you take a photo, it defaults to the front-facing camera. And you can't take back-facing cameras. And there's no filters or anything. And what's really interesting is there are no comments. You can't comment uh, on a photo. That's very intentional. Like, all you can do is like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll talk more when they're on the, on the podcast about it um, because they have some, like, very strong opinions about, you know, bullying and uh, kind of what's happening in uh, the social world and, and the harassment that's occurring large, largely in like, middle schools and high schools. Um, and they're trying to build a way in a, a communication platform, a social network, where they can... Kids can express themselves honestly, but not feel pressured, you know, um, or bullied in any way. Um, there are the, some other interesting points, like you can't actually see how many followers you have, and there's, so there's no like, you know, feeling of uh, being less than than someone else just mm-hmm. because you just joined the service and you have 20 followers and your friend has like 500. Yeah. Um, so some interesting things there. Um, cool. Any other cool products you guys want to talk about? Any any last ones? There's there's one I I want to mention uh, real briefly. It's it's brand new. He actually hasn't sent out the first email yet, but it's called Developer Agents, and this is Andreas, um, who uh, I think he launched it two or three weeks ago. And what's interesting about it is it's it's in the hiring space and recruiting space. And what you do as a user, you sign up and you subscribe to receive developers um, that are available for hire. And all these developers are by referral through the people that he curates. So he has a number of people that are basically the curators of people, and uh, it's an interesting way to, to curate talent and also use those people as the intermediaries rather than having you know recruiters or headhunters hound down a developer uh, you know through LinkedIn or whatnot. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's an interesting model. Uh, there's a lot of people doing stuff in this space, in the hiring space, just because, one, people spend a lot of money in hiring. Uh, two, it's hugely valuable. Like, if you connect someone to the right job, it's, like, life-changing. Mm-hmm. So I, I really... Huge and, impact, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge impact. Uh, and I, I hope more people can get creative in that space. Um, and I think this is kind of an interesting first step. It's really just an email-based, like, email-first startup. And I... I'm a big fan of those. Is uh, some of you mess up product on started. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, cool. This is awesome. Uh, do you guys want to plug anything? Anything you want to throw out there? I don't think so. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I guess by Tuesday we'll do a product hunt for uh, readme.io and Sweet. plug it there. But that's do about an, it. Do a little AMA. Yeah. Sounds good. Sweet. All right. Thanks. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks.